we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. Well, I want to jump right into this message this morning. Uh, if you were with us last week, we kicked off a new series entitled Walk With Me. Walk With Me. If you, did not, if you were not here last week for that message, I encourage you to go listen to it and check it out and see where we're at as a church. If this is your first time being here, like I said, welcome. And uh, this message, this series um, was honestly just placed on my heart. Um, a couple months back, I had surgery on my ankle. And um, my wife and I started to walk before my surgery because I couldn't do much running. And, um, man, I just learned so much more about my spouse when I was walking with her, right? I fought her on walks for many, 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 many months. (laughs) I did not want to (laughs) walk. But she got me out of the house, and we started walking. And I realized just the the depth to which we could understand each other. And it was so impactful when I realized, like, if she got ahead, we couldn't talk. If I fell behind, we couldn't talk. But if we stayed hand-in-hand... We knew what each other were saying to one another, right? And I, I immediately was like, wow, this is how we are with God. And then my father-in-law handed me a bunch of scriptures, believe it or not, with, uh, with references of what it, it says in the word about walking with God. And I was like, man, this is the message we need more, more than ever before as a church. We need to be people that walk with God. Amen? And so this is where this has come from. And, uh, man, I just pray that it encourages you and that it, it causes us to stop being lazy in our walk. <laughs> Anybody ever been lazy in your walk? My hand's up. The rest of you all that did not raise your hand, you are awesome. But my hand's up. I've been lazy in my walk with Jesus Christ. And I feel like these messages are just spurring us on to say, hey, listen, go after Jesus with everything. Tomorrow is not promised. We know this, right? Tomorrow is not promised. Ten minutes from now is not promised. What we have is right now with Jesus Christ, and he is calling us to go on a walk with him. Amen? We're going to say amen at this church a lot this morning. I got three pieces of scripture today. Three? JP, what's going on? Three. I want to read about a mighty man of God named Enoch. Enoch. (laughs) I tried to get that name for our son. Did not happen. I'm just kidding. I, I, I did not. Um, but powerful name, right? Enoch. And uh, man, what, what an amazing man. Many of you may have heard of him before in the Bible, but maybe you don't know exactly who he is and what he did. And, and the thing about Enoch is, is that he comes from the lineage of Adam, Adam and Eve, right? You got, whether you grew up in church or not, you know Adam and Eve, right? We've all heard that before. They screwed it up for all of us. Thank you so much. I'll get over it someday. He is a part of the lineage, and then his heritage goes all the way down to Noah before the flood happens, right? And so, so the thing about it is, is Enoch was a man that lived for 365 years. Okay? So biblically, right? i got to give some biblical knowledge here. Is that okay? Can I do this this morning? Before the flood, men and women were, were designed, were created to live long. And then God in his word in Genesis 5 said, hey, guess what? This world's crazy. People are crazy. No longer will people live past 120 years old. It's in the Bible, right? Okay, so just like you're like 365 years old, what was happening? It's just a part of the Bible. I don't have all the time to go into it, but these men lived for a long, 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 long time, right? And Enoch was one of those men. 
And he was living in those days where they were dark days. Enoch was, was living in days that were dark. They were heavy. They were filled with just with sin and, and craziness and turmoil. Enoch walked during that time. And he walked with God. And today I want us to learn something that Enoch is not mentioned throughout uh, Scripture in the ways that like a, a Paul is or David was or, or Peter was. Enoch has three references in Scripture and they're very short. But they are powerful. I don't know about you, but I want my life. I don't care if people talk about me for days upon days when I'm dead and gone. I just want them to mention something short. And what, what I want them to mention about me and about each and every one of you is that man walked with God. That man feared God. That man feared God and he walked with God every single day. Because what happens when we walk with God? We love people. Right? And Enoch was labeled as a man that walked with God. He gives us a mighty example of a walk of consistency. Today's message is entitled, Walk With Me. A walk of consistency. A consistent walk. Right? What's consistency mean? What's it defined as? I looked it up online, WebsterDictionary.com. Awesome tool for all, you, all the pastors out there. It's amazing. It's like, yes, I got it. Acting or done in the same way over time. Done in the same way over time. Unchanging in nature, standard, or effect over time. So something that is done over time the same way, not changing. Enoch was consistent. Can I read these three scriptures with us this morning? Genesis 5, 21 through 24. It's going to be up on the big Bible right behind me. Bring your Bibles to church. They're good. It's awesome. Highlight them. Take notes. We take notes at this church. I'm encouraging you to take notes. Amen? Amen? There we go. I see some people like, I am. Hello. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, what names? These names are awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years. <laughs> Nobody else reads scripture the way I do, I guess. It's like, that's a long time. <laughs> and he had other sons and daughters. Although Enoch lived a total of 365 years, Enoch walked faithfully with God, and then he was no more. <laughs> this is all scripture says about him. And then he was no more, a.k.a. he was taken into heaven by God. Like, didn't experience that, just, whoop, gone, right? Because God took him away. I remember as a little boy, I used to be in the stores with my mom and dad, and I used to play this prank on my mom. I do remember this vividly. I don't remember many things in my childhood. But my mom would be walking through the store, like, hand in hand, and then I'd let go of her hand. And you guys know the clothes racks, right, that are, like, round? I would jump in those things. <laughs> She'd be like, JP, where are you? Where are you? And I'd say those things for like five minutes, ten minutes. Now my name's being called on the intercom over the stores. Right? Like, thing like uh, JP, if you're in the building, please come to this customer service desk. I'm like, I'm six. I don't know where that's at. Shouldn't have done that. But I just imagine this, right? Like this guy Enoch is just walking. Then poof, all of a sudden he's like, uh, everyone's like, uh, where'd that guy go? This is, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> just me. Okay. Hebrews 4. Uh, sorry, Hebrews 11, 4 through 6. And it's the faith, the hall of faith chapter. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. And then by faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not have to experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken away, he was commended as the one who pleased God. And without faith, this is crucial, and without everyone, 
faith, it is impossible. It is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The last is found in Jude 1, 14 through 15. It's a powerful passage of scripture. It's the second to last book of the Bible. And Jude is the brother of Jesus, Jesus, Judah, who wrote this book. And he is writing to a group of Messianic Jews and he's explaining to them all sorts of things that's happening in the church at that time. Hey, stop listening to false teaching. Stop walking in darkness. Hey, stop doing this. You're, You're running after things that don't matter. Get back to what Jesus taught us. And he references a guy by the name of Enoch. Crazy. And he says this in 14 through 15. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them. See that the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them of the ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness. And all of the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. That's a hard word this morning. We're going to talk about that at the end of this. But Enoch is mentioned three times, Old Testament, twice in New Testament, and there is something to learn about this man's life. As little as we have, there is something to take away from this, and that is a consistent walk in Jesus' name. Father, this is your word. These are your people. This is your house. This is not my church. This is your church. So, Father, would you breathe your Holy Spirit into a greater way into this room? Would you open up hearts to receive, open up minds to receive? God, we pray that you just speak to us clear. God, everything that has come from my mouth, God, let it fall on good soil. Let it be from you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Walk with me, a consistent walk. My wife is amazing, right? She's amazing. You're amazing, babe. I love you. You're awesome. And when we first started dating, you know, you tell everybody how sweet they are and how amazing they are, and you share all the attributes about that person, right? Just me. Oh, my goodness. The rest of y'all, you need dating help, 101. Some of you are like, why am I still single? Well, there's a reason. <laughs> Start to tell the person that you're dating how great they are. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-uh. I remember dating her, and then we got married. She, after much pleading and begging and fa- fasting and praying, she said yes to me. Praise God. And I remember saying to her one time, we were sitting in our old apartment. We talked about this last night. We were sitting in our apartment kitchen, and I said, looking at her with just, just this bright-eyed smile, like, hey, babe, babe, what's the greatest attribute about me? You know, who asks those questions, JP? Well, I do, because I'm an affirmation guy. Um, and so I said, babe, just tell me, like, what is the greatest thing about me? Puff me up a little bit here, babe. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was looking for things like, well, you're absolutely stunning, JP. Well, you're absolutely strong, JP. JP, you're a superhero in my opinion, right? Men, who wants to hear those things? My hand's up. Three of us, awesome. We'll go have a counseling session right after this. I wanted to hear, like, you're so special. I just, I couldn't find another man that is like you. I, I, I wanted to hear all these things, and I heard this. <laughs> she looked at me straight in the face, as only Rachel can. You know, some of you know what I'm talking about. She smiled real big. She was like, JP, you're consistent. I remember walking away like, I need a moment. I need a moment. I was so mad. What do you mean? Consistent? That's the best you can pull out of any word in the dictionary? Consistent? What? Nothing else comes to mind except that word, Rachel? Nothing else? And she says, hey, moron, do you know what the word means? And I was like, <laughs> I have, 
She shared with me what it meant. And it was profoundly impactful. JP, you, you are consistent in your walk. JP, you're consistent in, in loving me. JP, you're consistent. Am I perfect? No. But she said to me, JP, you are a, consist, a consistent man. And I was like, whoa, I wanted to hear something else. I wanted to hear something greater. I wanted to hear a better compliment. But I heard that. And you know what? It's a powerful compliment. I'm not prideful, forgive me for the personal stories this morning, but I'm not prideful and I don't say that to be like, look at JP's an awesome, I'm just as messed up as all of us in this room. By only by the grace of God am I able to walk this thing out. Hello? And I remember her saying that to me and I I think about, man, what a compliment, what a heavy-weighted compliment. And I think about the church. I think about the church. The church is looking for so many compliments today. It's looking for so many things today. The church wants to be known as this or as that or this. And instead of knowing, being known for all those things, what if we as a church were known as being consistent? Hello. I'm going to preach. What if we more than ever before were labeled as, you know what, those people love Jesus. They, they love him with everything. They're devoted. They're committed. They walk this thing out day after day after day. They don't let storms. Man, I've seen that person and what they've gone through. I, don't, I can't believe that they're still consistently walking with Jesus. I've seen that church and what they've had endure. But, man, they are consistent in showing up to the house of God. They're consistent on loving people. They're consistent about serving their city. They're consistent about fighting for injustice. They are consistent in everything they do. What if the church began to be labeled like this. Woo! What a compliment, right? What a label. Some of you are sitting there like, I don't think that's the best compliment we should have as the church. You know what I believe? This is the best compliment we could have as a church. I don't care where you've come from, if this is your first time or you're just visiting, you call another church home, that's awesome. I pray that the church, capital C, is, a, is labeled by this nation, by this city, by this world, that the church of Jesus Christ is consistent, and they're consistent with walking with Jesus. Guys, can I be honest? We don't got time for, for half Christians. We don't got time for half people that just like, I like Jesus on Sundays, but Monday through Saturdays, it's like whatever. It's just we don't have the time for that. We have people that are losing their lives. Dying, desperately losing out on their lives, and no one's telling them about the, the good news of Jesus Christ. Because we as Christians get all into our feelings and emotions. I don't feel like it today. Jesus hasn't loved me the way that I think he should love me. He hasn't given me everything. I'm still single. I'm still sitting here lifting my hand in worship with my left hand, like showing it all off, and nobody has still taken me on a date yet. Like, what's happening? What if you just showed up and you were consistent day in and day out? You walked with Jesus, a consistent walk. No matter if you felt like it, no matter if emotions were telling you to do it or not to do it, you just showed up and you were consistent. Like a man named Enoch. Hello? This man doesn't have much said about him, but what it says about him is this man adored God. He was committed to God. He wanted to know God, and he wanted to know God so desperately that every single day for 300 years, he walked with God. It doesn't say that Enoch walks sometimes with God. It says he walked with him faithfully for 300 years. He found something that even, in my opinion, Adam didn't even experience. He pressed into God until he learned how to commune with God through every facet of his life. I believe this about Enoch. He learned how to commune. Do you guys catch that? Every facet of his life. Some of you are compartmentalizing God in your life. Well, God will be here 
on my Sundays. God will be here in this. God will be here in this. But this over here, God's not touching that. Uh-uh, that's my box. And instead of saying, no, I want God to touch all of me from the inside out. I want him to heal everything in me. I want him to rebuild stuff that's broken in me. I want him to give me faith where there's fear. I want him to, to, to see me through the, the trials and the situations. I want to see the way the kingdom of God works. I don't want to put God in a box because I've seen it on TV or I've seen somebody give me the wrong example. I want to know God, and the way that I'm going to know God is I'm going to walk with him consistently every single day. This is good. This is a good word. Enoch was this man. A consistent walk, though, begins with faith. Begins with faith and walking through this life of faith. We need to ask God to fill us with a passion for perseverance. Perseverance. And being filled, when we're filled with perseverance, it allows us, it helps us to go out and to walk out this life with a message that can change the world. With a message that can change the world. How many of you know and believe that this is more than ever a time that the message of Jesus Christ needs to change this world? No, I, guys, I'm, ser- I'm so passionate about this. Because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't know and you don't know. And there are people losing out on the greatest thing that we have inside of us. And we're so uh, just easy to be like, it's just my God. It's my relationship. No, if you've been saved by Jesus Christ, guess what it is now? Everybody else's relationship to see God in and through you. Quiet church this morning. Okay. Had a couple shots of espresso. I know, I'm a little wired. But it is God's call on us to walk out this thing called faith consistently so that the world can see the message of Jesus Christ. The message of Jesus Christ. Three things that I want to deposit in us today. Is this okay? Is this okay? Three things. First thing is this. It's a faith walk. What I get from Enoch's life is that it's a faith Walk. This dude walked faithfully with God. 300 years. Some of us are giving up after five minutes. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there are moments in my life where I'm sitting and I'm trying to get in and talk to God. And I'm, tr- I'm, a, I'm on my couch. I'm sipping my coffee. I have my Bible and I'm like praying, praying. What feels like an hour, two hours, three hours. I look at the clock. It's like five minutes. I'm like, yo, Jesus, can you wrap up the clock? Like, can you make it go faster? I feel like I've been here forever with you, God. And I'm like, oh, I just have so many other distractions. I get my phone out and I start looking at things. And then I turn on the TV or I get up and I start doing the dishes and all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, man, JP, five minutes. Five minutes. You gave up. Enoch shows us something. 300 years. Guys, does this make sense to you? 300 years. He walked in faith, faithfully with God. A faith walk. His entire legacy, what he was known for was that. Was that he walked faithfully with God. Scripture didn't leave that word out. It was intentional about putting it in there. That Enoch walked, there we go, with God. It's a faith walk. It's a walk where we say, hey, you know what? Every single day, I'm going to wake up, even though I can't see him, I'm going to wake up and choose to believe in the thing that I cannot see in the physical, but I can believe because I felt his touch, I have felt his presence, I have felt him wrap his arms around me, I have felt him tell me that he is for me and not against me. I can walk every single day in faith because I know that there is a God that loves me. Well, JP, it's really hard for me to be faithful because I can't see him. Faith, though, according to Hebrews, is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. See, you got to come to the decision, and I believe this about Enoch's life. 
he came to the decision in his heart. He came to a resolve in his heart. Hey, there's darkness all around me. There's chaos all around me. People are nuts. And I know God's not necessarily with me here in the flesh, but you know what? I remember the promises of what God said. I remember of, of what my father and my father's father and the seven generations have, that have come before me, I remember what they've taught about God and his faithfulness, that he's going to send a redeemer. Hello. Yeah, I believe Enoch just constantly reminded himself, hey, God, you're going to send a redeemer. God, you're going to see me through. God, you're faithful. God, you're faithful. God, you're faithful. God, I'm going to take steps every single day. Even though I can't see you, I feel you. I trust you. I'm leaning into something bigger than me because I know that you, God, are for me. See, faith is hard sometimes, right? Anybody? Yeah. But we have faith that tomorrow will come. We have faith that you're going to go to bed tonight and you're going to wake up tomorrow, right? You have faith that that chair is not going to collapse underneath you. <laughs> Some of you are like, I hope so. You have faith that you're going to walk out of here and get in your car or get on the CTA or get it to whatever and you're going to turn your car on and it's going to work. You have faith in all sorts of things. But everything that I just described is faith that is putting, it's putting faith in things that aren't going to last. And so I say this today, because some of you may just want to know this. Why are we so concerned with giving faith to things that don't matter and aren't going to help us? Why don't you just try to put your faith in something bigger than yourself? His name's Jesus. Yeah, this is the gospel. His name's Jesus. And in, no matter what you believe or not, many historians who don't necessarily believe it, they know and they'll say, yeah, Jesus came. A guy 2,000 plus years ago, he came to this earth. And he lived a life that was good and honoring and helped people and sowed into people and gave sight to God. He did ma major miracles, but he didn't just do that. He died on a cross. He didn't just stop there like, the cross is good enough for me, Jesus, thank you. But he went to hell and took the keys three days later. Some of you are church people sitting in here like, we get this message all the time, thank you. But is it alive in you? Is the faith of that alive in you? Wow, Jesus came to die for me? A sinner like me, a man that was lost and forsaken, he came to die for me? And he didn't stop there, he went to the grave for me? Woo! Yeah, no. See, the people that, like, have experienced this recently, you're like, yeah, woo! But the people that have experienced this a long time ago, you're kind of just like, yeah. Because what? Consistency. How about if you just said this every single day? God, Thank you for sending your son Jesus for me. Thank you for watching over me. Thank you for taking the keys of death for my life so that I don't have to end up in eternity apart from you. Thank you that I get to have eternity with you. Thank you that your kingdom is alive in me right now. And Jesus, thank you that the same spirit of Jesus Christ that raised him from the dead, the same spirit that was alive in Jesus Christ that raised him from the dead is inside of me. It's a faith walk. I think Enoch just continually over and over would remind himself of the faithfulness of God. He would remind himself, you know what, I don't have to believe in the world things. I don't have to believe in what the world tells me. I don't have to believe in what everybody else is doing. I have to believe in what God has called me to do. Can we be honest? We were never called to fit into this world. Some of you are like, ah, I don't like that one. <laughs> Can you say something better? <laughs> something more welcoming? No, I, I, would, be, I would be wrong. Right? If you call yourself a believer of Jesus Christ, this is not our home. Yeah, we're called to this home, and we're called to live in this home, and to sow into this home, and to believe for this world, and to believe for this city, and all that stuff. But this is not our promise. Our promise is to come. 
And I wonder if you would just say, man, this is crazy, this is weird, but you know what? Everything that I've tried to put my faith and trust in hasn't really worked out. If you were honest with yourself, if you really looked at it, man, would you say, yeah, you know what? Everything that I've tried apart from God has really worked out for me. I know what it feels like to be apart from God. This is why I can talk about this. I know what it feels like to be disconnected from the Father's love. I know what it feels like to, to wake up from a night of all night drinking and, bet and just feeling like, man, I'm lost. I know what it feels like to wake up and just feel empty. But I also know what it feels like to wake up filled with faith. And there is nothing greater. There's no high better than Jesus. There's no drug better than Jesus. But Jesus, when I can say, I want to walk faithfully with you, God, there is nothing greater. I wonder this morning if you just take a chance on Jesus. You know? Like, you know what? Yeah, okay. Everything I've tried has not worked out. <laughs> so you know what? I'm, I'm going to step in faith with Jesus. I've had hurt. I've had pain. I've had broken relationships. I've had things that have come into my life that have really hurt me. But I'm going to walk with Jesus. See, Enoch probably did the same thing. He probably had hurt. He probably had pain. He probably had things happen to him. He probably had people say stuff about him, right? He's human. He's not a superhero. But every single day, he's like, I'm in hand in hand with my father. God, speak to me. God, just tell me who I am. Now remind me of who you've created me to be. It's a faith walk. How are you consistent to show the world? It begins with faith. Is this encouraging you this morning? That proclaims a lot of people and how strong their faith is. And Enoch has like three sentences about him. Man, I wonder what your story is going to write, be written as. If you just said, I want to walk in faith, I want to walk in consistency. The second thing is this. We're almost done. It's a persevering walk. If you're going to have a walk of consistency, you need to be having a walk that is, is persevering. Thank you, two of us. Some of you are getting hit left and right. Some of you are walking through this life and you're getting hit and you're running back to the things you used to run back to. You're running back to the places and spaces that you think are going to fill you, that are going to fill a void in you, that are going to help you, instead of running to the one that can restore you. Because you've given up a consistency. You're like, well, I can just dabble in this a little bit. I can just go back to that because it makes me feel good. We're giving up eternal satisfaction for a momentary satisfaction. Hello. So that's, it's real quiet in here today. <laughs> Sorry, I'm preaching to JP too. I give up often all the time to, to, to just feel like a moment. Like I just feel this moment right here and now. I just want this moment to feel good. Instead of thinking about what eternity is going to have for me. And I stop fighting, and I stop persevering, and I start falling. Enoch is a prime example of this. Guys, this world was so dark, so chaotic, so nuts. <laughs> People were killing each other. People were hurting each other. Sexual immorality was rampant. Nothing different today. And God was like, yo, <laughs> This is crazy. My people that I created to be in communion with me, they've walked a different way. Enoch, will you stay persevering with me? Will you walk with perseverance with me? Will you see it through? And Enoch, I feel like came a resolve in his heart. Like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep speaking to you. I'm going to keep talking to you. I'm going to keep growing with you, God. I want to know you deeper, God. 
I'm not going to give up when the battle comes. I'm not going to give up when the storms come. I'm not going to give up when it gets hard. I'm not going to give up when I don't feel like it. I'm not going to give up. God, I want to walk with you every day of my life. This is the question for us here in this room this morning. Do you want to walk with something that is sure? Four of us. Man, this is a good word today. I do. I know, like I said, I know what isn't sure. <laughs> but I know what is sure. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is a sure thing. He's a sure foundation. He's a sure hope. It's not some jargon that we just say to feel good. It is true. His promises are yes and amen. His promises are going to see me through, see us through. Has there been times that I've wanted to give up? Yes. Yes. Has there been times in our marriage where we've looked and been like, man, this is hard. This is tough. This isn't easy. And I hear a voice in my heart and in my spirit say, son, keep walking. Son, don't give up. Son, the best is yet to come for your life. Son, the best for you and Rachel is yet to come. Son, don't give up yet. Some of you are giving up on the brink of the miracle. Thank you. Some of you are giving up on the brink of the miracle. The miracle is right around the corner, and you're just giving up, and you're never going to see it. And he's just like, stay in the fight one more time. Just stay in it for a few minutes longer. Let me build you in it. Let me grow you in it. And right around the corner is the miracle that you've been asking for for years. But we're giving up. We're giving up. We're letting go of his hand. Saying, I'll figure it out. I got this. I got this. He's like, hey. Just like Enoch walked with me for 300 years. Will you walk with me, my child? Don't give up. Persevere. Hebrews 10.36 says this. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. And everybody says. You want me to read that again? I'll read it again. Because <laughs> some of you are like, I didn't get it the first time. I just said it, man. I don't know why I say it, man. Because he's telling me all the time. He's yelling at us all the time. Ah. Hebrews 10.36, you need to persevere. That's not a, hey, suggestion. That's a command. You guys catch that? You need to persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, when you have persevered in the, in the things that God has called you to do, you will receive the reward that he has promised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You. Every single one of you, if you will just hold on and persevere and walk with him, you will see the reward that is promised for you. The third thing is this. This is how we're going to close. When we walk with consistency, when we are walking with God constantly and we're seeking after him, we have a walk that, is, that has a message to be spoken. It's a message-filled walk. Wow, that's a really good place to say amen to it's a message-filled walk. I don't like the stage today. Some of y'all are like. See, the thing about Enoch is, is he walked with God. He walked with them. And he kept saying, God, I love you. God, I want to know you. God, show me the deeper things of you. God, show me who you are. Show me your majesty. Show me your glory. Show me everything that you want to have for me. And then Enoch realized something. As God was speaking to him because he was so close. He realized, hey, Enoch. You now have a message for the world around you. Because you've been so close to me, I'm going to use you. 
Some of you want to be used by God. Some of you want to have a platform. Well, let me just get up on the platform and share my platform, and you have nothing backing you. So the moment you get on the platform, your character doesn't keep you on the platform because you haven't been walking with the one that will build the character in you to keep you there. That was a good word for somebody in this place. And as you walk with God, as you talk with God, he builds you up, he strengthens you, and then he says, go. Go into this world and share a message. What's the message, JP? A message of hope. We have a message of hope. A message of hope. It's a hope that we can be found in only Jesus. A hope that never fails. It never begins broken. never shakes. It's a firm foundation and his name is Jesus. Tell me more, pastor. Give me something else. I got nothing else. I got nothing else. Why? Because all I know is that the message of Jesus Christ that was shared to me, it came alive in me and I don't need anything else. Some of you college students are just looking for a better, well, let me get my Bible and figure out some more theological stuff because if I just get stuff of it instead of just knowing who he is, I'll be found. No! <laughs> and some people are like, I'm never coming back here. He just yells. Guys, because, man, I turned on the news yesterday and you know what it did to me? It broke me. It broke me. And I was like, man, what am I doing? (laughs) What am I doing today? Am I just concerned about my box, my family? Is that all I'm concerned about? Or God, am I walking with you so that I can hear from you, so that I can grow with you? And God, will you allow me to share the message of you with people? Guys, you could share one message with one person and you could change the trajectory of their life. You could change the history of their family. You could change the legacy of what they have built over the time of their family. You could change it by just saying, hey, guys, I know a guy, a big guy. He's a real big guy. He's greater than anything. He's stronger than anything. He'll see you through storms in ways you never could imagine. His name's Jesus. I know him, and I want to share it with you so that you don't have to fall like like Enoch said. You don't have to fall to the ungodly. You don't have to fall to the sins of this world. You don't have to fall to death. I got a message of hope for you. Today, we're going to do something different. We're ending. That's it. Praise God. We're going to pray. Because I really believe in my heart, and I do, that we need to be a church that's consistent. Walking this faith thing out every single day, that we surround ourselves with people that encourage us to walk it out. Guys, if you have friends that are telling you to not, get different friends. <laughs> Love them, but get different friends. Well, I can't, I, I can't do that. I'll have nobody. Really? You think that's how big God is? Yeah. Ask him for better friends and watch what happens. <laughs> anyway, side sermon. We're going to pray. That each person in this room, if you want this, that you will say, God, I need a consistent walk. God, I don't want to wake up every day feeling being directed by um, my emotions. Emotions are dangerous. I don't want to be directed by what my mind is telling me. I want to be directed by the spirit of God. I want to be directed by the Spirit of God. That I want, to be wa- I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to be guided. I want everything that I do and say to be honoring to you, Jesus. I want a consistent walk with you. So why don't you stand to your feet today? Jordan and the band are going to sing. We're going to end a little different. This might be weird. It's been a weird Sunday. I know. Huh. I think some of you just need to be prayed over this morning. You just need to be prayed over because you've been walking inconsistently. You've taken six steps ahead and then one back. 
six forward, ten back. And you're like, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep getting filled? Because you're not allowing God to say, hey, let me fill you with my presence in a greater way. Let me fill you with a consistency. Let me walk with you. Let me talk with you. Let me pray over you. Let me speak over you. Let me cover you by my blood every single day.